You are Locked On Vols, your daily Tennessee Volunteers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Vols, your team every day. My name is Josh Ward. Thank you for being here today. I hope everybody had a great weekend as we are now in the month of July. We are getting closer to the start of football season. Two weeks from today will be the start of SEC Football Media Days down in Hoover, Alabama. That's the real talking season, although that's kind of started up with preseason magazines coming out, preseason rankings from different publications. Talking season is very much the month of July, so that's what I'll be talking about today. Now, today's show will be also involving college football recruiting as Tennessee picked up another commitment on Friday. The month of June was very good to Tennessee on the recruiting trail, and that is a big focus for Jeremy Pruitt and his coaching staff. They are in a dead period right now, but recruiting is not dead with Tennessee. So I'll go over the uh, the month of June and what really happened for Tennessee with the Vols getting another in-state commitment coming up here in the first segment. In segment number two, there was a quarterback out there in the 2020 class who really can't make up his mind yet. It's a tough decision that he's trying to make. Tennessee remains in the picture. You'll hear from him in segment number two. That's Haynes King out of Longwood, Texas. And then in segment number three, I'll get to the basketball side as a former Tennessee player had a big opportunity come up last week, and we are starting to see some updated projections for the SEC this upcoming year with Kerry Blackshear Jr. having chosen Florida. I'll get to all of that right here on Locked On Vols, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can find the show on the new Himalaya app. It's on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify. I want to say welcome to all new listeners. Locked On Vols is here about three days a week right now as we're here in the summer months, but as we get closer to football season, I'll be picking back up to five days a week. So if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the show. As soon as I post it, it'll be right there in your feed. Locked on Vols, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. So Tennessee on Friday landed a commitment from T. Hodge, a running back from Maryville High School, just down the road from Tennessee's campus. And that commitment was number six in the month of June for Tennessee's 2020 class. Tennessee now has 12 commitments in the class. The Vols had six entering the month of June. So the last few weeks have really paid off for Tennessee. The last week and a half for Tennessee has included a commitment from offensive lineman Cooper Mays from Knoxville Catholic High School. Uh, Mentioned T. Hodge. And then remember last Monday, Tennessee landed defensive back Keyshawn Lawrence from Innsworth in Nashville. So in the last week and a half, Tennessee has landed three very much coveted in-state prospects. There was a lot of work for Tennessee to do in the 2020 class, and there are still several players inside the state of Tennessee that the Vols coaching staff would love to land, but Tennessee staff really has to be happy about how the last few weeks have gone. Tennessee landed the two commitments from East St. Louis High School in Illinois, uh, that being Javantez Spragans, the offensive lineman, and then defensive back Antonio Johnson. Tennessee also landed defensive back Lovey Jenkins a couple of weeks ago from down in Ocoee, Florida. These are players that I think Tennessee's coaching staff really hope to land, get in the uh, kind of get them in the boat, have them on the commitment list, and then move forward with some other players, especially along the lines of scrimmage. But landing two offensive linemen in the last few weeks, I think, is something that really has to make Tennessee's coaching staff feel better. The defensive line will be a big focus moving forward. But you could start to feel the momentum for Tennessee on the recruiting trail here the last few weeks. I was thinking back to what Lovey Jenkins told me right here on the show two weeks ago. I asked him about 
his commitment and what he thought about where the Tennessee class stood and what might be coming next. Listen to what he had to say a couple of weeks ago. This was Tennessee commitment. Lovey Jenkins. This upcoming season, Tennessee is going to like really shock a lot of people. You know, they got a couple of recruits coming in. It's going to be crazy the next few weeks here. Coach Ansley told me it's going to be crazy the next few weeks. So, you know, I joined the team, got a little heat. You know, it's going to be crazy. So you think there are going to be some more uh, headlines on the recruiting trail for Tennessee? Is, is that what Derek Ansley kind of led you to believe? Yes, sir. What did you think when he told you that or when you heard about that with Tennessee? I just felt like that is more for us more for us than having like a better program, you know. Do you want to be helpful in, in as any at all in the recruiting process? Like are you going to try to reach out to guys or how much yes. do you want to be involved with that? Yes, sir. I'm going to let them know join the team is the place to be. So Lovey Jenkins saw more recruits on the way. Tennessee has also landed two commitments in the 2021 class here in the last week or so. So the Vols, I think, have to feel really good about things right now. There are a number of big-time players that Tennessee is continuing to pursue, and Jenkins is one of several guys who are committed that will also help recruit on Tennessee's behalf. When T. Hodge announced his commitment on Friday, Cooper Mays retweeted it on social media and said, told Jad some more coming. Cooper is going to try to help Tennessee recruit. Harrison Bailey, the quarterback who is committed to Tennessee out of Marietta, Georgia, is working on that as well. Tennessee would love to land somebody like Eric Gilbert, one of the top athletes in the class who happens to be a teammate of Harrison Bailey. Now, so would everybody else, and Georgia is going to have something to say there. Rakeem Jarrett is a highly touted wide receiver that Tennessee continues to be in play for. LSU is where Jarrett is committed, but Jesse Simonton of AllQuest recently said that he thinks it's Tennessee versus Maryland, most likely, for Rakeem Jarrett. Tennessee also has to feel really good about getting a few in-state players on board because of all those other players inside the state that Tennessee is hoping to land. With Cooper Mays on board, Tennessee would love to say to Chris Morris, hey, we've got one in-state guy on the offensive line, come be the next. James Robinson is another player outside the state of Tennessee that uh, the Vols are hoping to land along the offensive line. Think about last year. Tennessee tried really hard to land defensive linemen Zion Logue and Bill Norton. They both went to Georgia. Joseph Anderson ended up going to South Carolina. Morris Hampton is a guy that I think at different times flirted with the idea of checking out Tennessee, but it was LSU all the way for him once he committed. Early on, Tennessee went after Kane Patterson. He committed to Ohio State and then flipped to Clemson. Those are the kinds of players that Tennessee needs to hold on to, and they have those level players inside the state of Tennessee that they're going after in the 2020 class. Having Lawrence, Cooper Mays, and T. Hodge on board, that does not hurt Tennessee as it attempts to sign a big in-state class for 2020. So we'll see what happens moving forward, and as you know, what happens on the field is going to play a big role with how this class finishes up, but right now, heading into the month of July, I think Tennessee staff feels really good about where things are and much better with how things are going in recruiting than they did a month ago heading into the month of June when there was even more work to be done. Tennessee would feel even better if it could land another quarterback in this class. Haynes King is a big target for Tennessee staff, but he's a guy that several schools in the SEC would love to land. You'll hear from him and what he likes about Tennessee as he continues to try to make a decision. That's coming up in the next segment of Locked on Vols, plus another thought on Tennessee's current starting quarterback, Jarrett Garantano. In segment number two of Locked on Vols, today presented by Twillery.com slash Locked on. 
I recently got the non-iron shirt from Twillery, and they have a number of different options for you. Performance dress shirts that are available. Twillery has shirts that don't wrinkle, itch, or sweat. It's 2019, and the technology they have is what we should have in 2019. They offer non-iron, as I mentioned, performance dress shirts, untuckable shirts as well, and when you bundle four or more, you can get those shirts for as low as $55 each. And you get free shipping and returns, so you can try on some twills risk-free. After all, filling is believing. With Twillery, you get smart casual that just got smarter and cheaper. And with Twillery, you're going to get beautiful packaging, stellar customer support, which includes a pre-printed return label in the box. If you have an issue, Twillery will take care of it for you. So go to twillery.com slash locked on. That's T-W-I-L-L-O-R-Y.com slash locked on and use the promo code, all one word, locked on to get $25 off. It's twillery.com slash locked on. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So as Tennessee feels really good about its 2020 class and where things stands with the current list of commitments, Tennessee, by the way, is number 20 in the nation in the 247 Sports Composite Ranking. That's ninth best in the SEC. Tennessee moved up to that position after landing T. Hodge from Maryville on Friday. Tennessee still has a number of big-time prospects that it's going after. And one of those players is quarterback Haynes King, who I thought would probably announce his decision by now. The expectation last week was that he would do it probably Wednesday, Thursday at the latest before going out to the Elite 11 quarterback camp at the opening finals. Well, he did not make an announcement, and the big reason appears to be because he split between Tennessee and Texas A&M. Auburn and Duke have also been in the picture. Arkansas at one point was a school that he appeared to be looking at, but it really looks like a Tennessee versus Texas A&M battle for Haynes King. And Tennessee's pitch is, hey, we have Jim Chaney. He has worked with a lot of quarterbacks that have been really successful. He has helped the offensive side of the ball at every school he's been, including Tennessee previously. I'm sure selling what he has done recently at Georgia would be a big part of the pitch. For Texas A&M, it's the in-state school. Jimbo Fisher coached Jameis Winston to a Heisman Trophy. Kellen Mond has improved, and the idea of staying in-state and playing for a big-time program has to be enticing. Doing an interview with 247 Sports this past weekend, uh, Haynes King was talking to Steve Wiltfong, and I want you to hear a little bit of the audio. You can watch the entire interview. It's a, a video interview. You can watch the entire interview at 247sports.com. But Steve asked Haynes King what he likes about Tennessee. Listen to what Haynes said about the Vols. They're somewhat trying to rebuild that program to uh, get get better and, and bring it back to what it was. And uh, they, they are providing a, a great atmosphere for that. They, um, they're pushing towards that. They have 
a great coaching staff to to do that as well. And they, they're uh, they're recruiting great players to to put people in that position as well. What is it about uh, Coach um, Pruitt and Coach Cheney and those guys? Everywhere they've been, they've, they've pretty much proven to uh, do well and, and succeed in that that point right there. And uh, both of them, they they've uh, they developed a relationship with me as well that I, that I feel comfortable that I can do the best I can do. Uh, they'll coach you hard. They'll uh, do do whatever you they can do to get you in that position to succeed on that that kind of level. Haynes King talking about Tennessee courtesy 247sports.com. The Vols already have Harrison Bailey committed at quarterback in the 2020 class, but I have mentioned a few times in the past uh, several weeks, landing two quarterbacks I think is a very important priority for Tennessee's staff. And if Tennessee does not land Haynes King, the Vols coaches are going to have to look at another way to land a quarterback by the time they get to next season because somebody could transfer from the current roster, J.T. Shrout or Brian Maurer. They're both going to be freshmen. One's a redshirt freshman in J.T. Shrout, but they're going to battle it out for the backup job this year. You don't know 100% that Jared Garantano is the quarterback in 2020. Let's assume he is, though. Let's assume he's back for his fifth year, his senior year, because I would say that's the likely scenario. You have Garantano. Let's say you have one of Brian Maurer or J.T. Shrout, and then you have Harrison Bailey. You're again at three quarterbacks. That's a risky position to be in. Tennessee, I'm sure, would like to have a fourth guy this year. So if you are more than a year out and you know that you are likely to have three quarterbacks, you plan on having four. And you're also planning on 2021 when you know Garantano is going to be gone and you know somebody else is going to be your starting quarterback. The more young, talented quarterbacks you can have to battle it out, the better. Will both of those guys stay at Tennessee long-term if they were to both sign with the Vols, talking about King and Harrison Bailey? No, I'm sure that they wouldn't. It would be very unlikely, at least. But you would still have both of them at some point to battle it out, and it increases your chances, no doubt, of having a really good quarterback. If you have one talented quarterback or two, eventually one of those guys has a really good chance of emerging to be the guy. And they both do appear to have legitimate talent. Haynes King uh, got some really good reviews out there at the Elite 11. Uh, Last week, remember, uh, Harrison Bailey was the Rivals five-star challenge quarterback MVP. They both have the ability to throw the football. They both are talented. I don't think anybody really questions that. If you have both of them in a quarterback competition, all the better. So right now, let's see what happens with Haynes King between Tennessee and Texas A&M when he makes his decision Tennessee will go from there. If Tennessee has him in the fold, then they feel really good. And, of course, we'll continue to recruit both guys and work to hold on to both quarterbacks. If King goes to Texas A&M, well, you go to plan B. And we'll see what that might be down the line. In the meantime, Jarrett Garantano is getting ready for his redshirt junior season. And that sales pitch that Tennessee is making, hey, come to Tennessee and learn from Jim Chaney, one of the best offense coordinators in college football, That is a reason that a lot of people are looking at Jarrett Garantano and saying, you know, he could take a big step heading into his fourth year at Tennessee. He has a good amount of experience. He has learned from a number of different coaches. And Chaney has the best resume, would appear to be the best of the guys who have coached Jarrett Garantano to this point. He's been at the Manning Passing Academy. the, The physical talent, I think, is pretty obvious. Garantano is healthier than he was during last season. That still, I don't think, is... 
a story that has been told in full, how banged up Jarrett Garantano was. I think he was dealing with legitimate injuries uh, this past season. But I think around the country, when people look at Tennessee and they start to talk about, okay, what's the best case scenario for this season? If Tennessee is going to make some kind of jump after going 5-7 and seven a year ago, what gives Tennessee the best hope to take it to an even higher level, to at least get to 7-5, and five, maybe even better? If Tennessee is going to win the majority of those swing games that we talk about, the group of South Carolina, Mississippi State, Kentucky, Vanderbilt, Missouri, if Tennessee is going to come out at least 3-3 three and three or better in that six-game stretch, well, Garantano would have to be a big part of that, and Garantano learning from Jim Chaney is what could take Tennessee there. I think that's a big part of the reason people are optimistic. Garantano, plus the skill talent around him, Callaway, Jennings, Palmer. Remember that quote in the Athlon Sports Magazine that I mentioned on a show last week talking about the talent? There are more players there to work with than they're telling the media, and I think that's referring to some of these guys that Jim Chaney is now working with. And I'm not saying that Tennessee has a backfield like Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle, and DeAndre Swift, that group that he was coaching in 2017 when Georgia went to the national championship game. But that is an example of Chaney using players at the same position, essentially, in different ways to involve them. Swift arrived as a freshman with Michelle and Chubb established. And you know, the conventional thought there is probably, well, Swift's not going to get on the field because they have these other guys that have played so much. But Chaney was able to figure out a way to involve him in the offense because he was too talented to not use. And I think Tennessee has enough players to where Jim Chaney can look at Tennessee's offense and say, if this offensive line can hold up, if we can get it headed in the right direction, if we can find a solidified five, there's always the health qualifier, but that should go without saying, then I think Jim Chaney looks at the other players and says, okay, I can do something with these guys. Juwan Jennings' health is so important, I think, for Tennessee's offense because of the versatility he brings to the offense. He can be a playmaker. He's a guy that you trust out there on the field because he's played so much, but also he can move around within the offense, and that can open up things for other skill position players on offense. And if that's the case, wouldn't Jarrett Garantano automatically get better? If you trust that his receivers and his running backs and tied in Domwood Anderson – that they are all going to be better and they're going to be more effective and they're going to be in better positions to be successful, thanks to Jim Chaney, well then shouldn't we also say that Jared Garantano will be better because of those players around him? And then, of course, the conversation comes back to the offensive line. That's going to be a big talking point, I think, in two weeks in Hoover at SEC Media Days, what Jim Chaney has been able to do with the offense, what he will be able to show coming up in... September, August 31st, I guess, when the season opener arrives. Now, maybe we don't get any answers in Hoover, but that, that's going to be what a lot of people are talking about as it relates to Tennessee. Can the defense improve year two with Jeremy Pruitt leading that side? And what kind of changes do we see on the offensive side with Jim Chaney? Those are your big storylines heading into 2019 with Tennessee football as Tennessee continues to recruit that quarterback position for 2020 and beyond. Coming up in the final segment of Locked on Vols, updated thoughts on Florida landing Kerry Blackshear Jr., how that affects Tennessee, and the last few days have been big for a couple of former Tennessee basketball players. I'll tell you about that coming up next right here on Locked on Vols. 
which you can find anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thanks to everybody who has helped spread the word and told Tennessee fans about Locked On Vols. You can find it on Spotify. It's on the Apple and Google Podcasts, on Himalaya. Uh, Overcast is a popular app as well as Stitcher. You can find Locked On Vols anywhere you listen. And uh, if you do have time to rate and review the show, that's a big help as well. It's Locked On Vols, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. As Kerry Blackshear announced in the middle of last week that he is headed to Florida, the updated preseason top 25s that I've seen for this upcoming year, and they're subject to change as there are still a few months to go before college basketball will begin, but Florida's getting a lot of preseason top 10 talk. I've seen Jeff Goodman with Stadium, Gary Parrish and John Rothstein with CBS. All of those guys put Florida inside the top 10. I think the highest I saw was number six from Jeff Goodman. Maybe that'll be right, maybe not, but I do think the top 10 talk is warranted considering Florida has some talented players coming back. They've added Blackshear to a team that will also feature several top 100 players that have signed with the Gators. Now, what does that mean for Tennessee? I think going into the year, Kentucky is going to be the team picked to win the SEC, which is often the case. I think Florida will likely be picked second And then after that, I don't know exactly. LSU is going to get some talk. Alabama will receive some attention. Mississippi State will be talked about. And then Tennessee will be talked about with those schools I just mentioned behind Kentucky and Florida. I think those are definitely going to be the top two schools picked to win the SEC in basketball this year. And then you're going to see anywhere from three to five schools maybe that get attention for those third and fourth spots in the SEC. And that's all preseason talk. Remember, two years ago, Tennessee was picked to finish 13th in the league, and the Vols went out and won the SEC championship in the regular season, sharing it with Auburn. So it doesn't really mean all that much, but I think that's what a lot of the preseason talk is going to be. With Tennessee, the discussion is going to be Lamonte Turner, Jordan Bowden, and Josiah James. That looks like a really nice backcourt. Now, what do they have in the front court? And by then, we should know, is Uros Plavsic going to be able to play right away? That's going to be a factor in how good Tennessee can be this year. He's an unknown. He's transferring to Tennessee from Arizona State as a, a redshirt freshman coming up. He's already on campus, of course. If he can play, I think Rick Barnes would feel a lot better about what his front court is. So that's where the uh, the basketball talk is, I think, heading into this upcoming season in the SEC. Kentucky number one, Florida number two, who knows number three. Now, as it relates to Tennessee basketball, the last few days have really been good to a couple of former Vols. The first one is on the Lady Vol side. Carol Lawson was announced late last week as an assistant coach with the Boston Celtics. Kara's name was mentioned actually with the Tennessee Lady Vols head coaching job after Holly Warlick was fired, and nothing really came of that talk. And as you're aware, Kelly Harper is now Tennessee's head coach with the women's basketball program. So Carol Lawson goes from the broadcast booth where I I think she was terrific as a commentator in the studio and on game broadcast, and now she's going to be coaching in the NBA, and she's going to be coaching a team that features Grant Williams. Eight NBA teams now have women as assistant coaches in the league. It's only a matter of time before we see the first female head coach in the NBA. Is that going to be Carol Lawson? I don't know. I, I would say that it's probably Becky Hammond would be the most likely uh, first female head coach in the NBA. She's been an assistant for several years, has uh, climbed up the coaching ranks on the staff of Greg Popovich with the San Antonio Spurs. But someday, if she wants to, I would not be surprised at all to see Carol Lawson be a head coach 
in the NBA. Congratulations to her on that big opportunity with a really good franchise as well. And she's going to be working with, I think, one of the best head coaches in the league in Brad Stevens. And the other former Tennessee basketball player I was talking about is Tobias Harris. As he re-signed with the Philadelphia 76ers on Sunday night, free agency began on Sunday. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are headed to the Brooklyn Nets. There's your uh, your big-time headline with it. But also, Tobias Harris with the Philadelphia 76ers gets a five-year, $180 million contract to stay in Philadelphia. So for Tobias Harris, the timing's really nice for him, and uh, his work has paid off in the league. He's going to be making $36 million a year to continue with the 76ers. And Tobias is a guy that's bounced around in the league from Milwaukee, Orlando, Detroit, the Clippers, Philly, and now he finds a home in uh, Philly with the 76ers, with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid and what they're trying to build there. And by the way, how about this? The 76ers on Sunday night traded for Josh Richardson. I don't like this move for the Miami Heat, by the way. I think this is a huge mistake. But uh, the Heat wanted to go get Jimmy Butler and did a sign-and-trade deal with the Philadelphia 76ers. The reports came out Sunday night. So Josh Richardson, on what I think is a really team-friendly deal for a guy that can shoot threes, defend really well on the wing, Josh Richardson's heading to Philly. So a couple of former Tennessee basketball players, Tobias Harris getting a brand-new big contract, and Josh Richardson will be playing for the 76ers. The Sixers also agreed to a deal with Al Horford, signing him away from the Boston Celtics on Sunday night. Maybe that's something for Tennessee fans to pay attention to. If you're a UT fan looking for an NBA team, Philly with Tobias and Josh Richardson, or Boston with Grant Williams and Carol Lawson on the coaching staff, it might be something for you to pay attention to next year in the NBA. That is going to do it for Locked On Vols today. One quick plug, by the way, if you are an NBA fan or you're interested, the Locked On NBA podcast or their team-specific podcasts. You hear the promos for them, but I'll give them a plug as well. If you're interested in what's going on with NBA free agency, Locked On NBA will take care of you with all of that. Thanks so much for hanging out on Locked On Vols. Keep downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing, and spreading the word about the Tennessee podcast. Locked On Vols, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'll see you next time on Locked On Vols. Locked On Vols.